Hey everyone, welcome to Creative BTS. This is Brian Boucher, your host. And today I am super excited to bring on Zach Soskin, the co-founder of Voltage Management. We're going to talk all about athlete branding. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me on. Excited to connect with you. Yeah, definitely. I think you followed me on Twitter and then I immediately asked you to come on the podcast (laughs) because I loved your background. This is the fastest turnaround time from connection to pod I've ever had. So thanks for coming on. I like to, hey, that's the name of the game in this world. Got to act quickly. I love it. So now happy to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, Twitter just it happens in the DMs. Uh, so <laughs> it's absolutely. I, I I joke that I do. You know, I, Twitter is the real LinkedIn kind of thing for me. Yeah, I I would say LinkedIn you get almost zero percent responses on messages, and Twitter it's almost a hundred percent if you follow each other. So so absolutely. Um, but I didn't give you much of an intro there. So do you want to go a little bit into your professional <laughs> background for the listeners? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in Zach Soskin, I uh, so I started. I guess I'll. Um, grew up in Minneapolis, wanted to work in sports my whole life, kind of was singularly focused on that, knew I wasn't athletic at a young age. So like from like, <laughs> six, from like sixth grade on, I was like, all right, I can play high school sports and that's it. Um, so kind of figured out what I wanted to do and, and you know, did my research at University of Oregon. It's a good spot to go to for sports marketing. Um, so went on to U of O, um, interned for the football team there. Um, it's kind of, it's funny now as far as it relates to content production, um, one of the big things while I was there is they let us take over the Oregon gridiron social media channels. Wow. And, you know, they by the time we were done there, um, they were the most followed in college football. But when we started, like our first viral tweet was like a blurry iPhone two photo. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, kind yeah. of, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that was, you know, I guess actually early. Really you were early on that. Early. The we authentic well, content. It's now it's, yeah. Now it's cyclical, right? Yeah, we went yeah. from iPhone photos to super well-produced and now everyone's back to back. iPhone stuff. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Hey, everything's, you know, it's always like that. Um, it's a lot of my time there. Um, went and worked at Adidas after that um, because of the social background. Um, so as the manager of Adidas football and baseball social. How'd they get years. you instead of Nike is like Adidas, like sneak <laughs> onto campus and be like, all right, yeah, if you so want to go funny. to the dark side, Everyone always says that it's funny, but you know, Adidas is right in Portland. I know well, that. And, and so they're North American. Exactly. It's the North yeah. American headquarters there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now they're, they're big on climate. It's the co world headquarters. That was their whole big, big, got it, but got yes, it. it's the North American headquarters for the most part. But um, yeah, so I actually had a, a friend, a couple friends that were at Adidas at the time. One of them was again, a Nick Adam who actually was, he hired me at Oregon football and um, I worked, you know, like when I said we took over the social media, was, Nick was one of the guys that I did it with, or one of the people I did it with. The other one was uh, Cassidy Peterson. She's still there. She's not Cassidy uh, Neuer. She's, it's funny how it all goes there. But um, so we, I'll never forget it. I wasn't really thinking I was going to go on the brand side of things. Um, was looking more in the agency uh, side of the world. But I got a call. It was like Friday at 10 p.m. from Nick Adam and Christian Larson. And and Christian was like, hey, I got promoted six months ago. They can't find anyone to take my job. Um, you're going to take it. I was like, great. Oh, sounds good. It's a good recruiting <laughs> like, method. Like, you know, and because the truth is at that time, that's really probably the only job that I would have gone to Adidas for because I really wanted to be in football. And I liked social, right? So was, yeah. um, loved it. Learned a lot from Christian and Jeremy Darlow, who are two of the smartest, you know, brand. It's like a, I, I joke, but, I, you know, I got a small salary to get my MBA, right? Yeah, so I got yeah. to learn a ton from them. Um, and then went over and did grassroots partnerships for three years. Got to, like nice. a common theme for me, got to learn under a lot of really smart people. This guy named Shannon Furbrosh, who um, was like Under Armour's 12th employee. Um, so learned a ton about uh, partnerships, relationships, did a lot of things we were really proud of there. Um, 
live streamed high school football games on Twitter for the first time, built out mm-hmm. the seven on seven circuit, um, anything that was building relationships with these top young athletes. Um, and at the same time, I'm realizing, oh, wow, these young athletes are moving more cleats than our NFL players, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of saw the writing on the wall that, hey, this, this NIL thing is coming and they really deserve it, right? It's needed. Um, I'm super, I, again, I'm a people person first yeah. and I'd interned at an NFL agency while I was in college and it kind of always had my eye on potentially getting back to that side of things like I said. And um, I was like, you know what? I want to, you know, I, I joked, loved it. I was doing it Adidas, but they were going to do 20 billion with or without me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, let me go. No, right Zach, you had a bigger athletes. impact than that. Don't sell yourself. <laughs> no, short. I mean, look, the truth is the problem. 20.1. Like, yeah, exactly. Right now we made great inroads. So I will say this, we crushed it in grassroots football, right? We, we went from basically third to first in high school football at the time, but yeah. the entire American football market is American 1%. football. Okay. Is, yes. That's what you're American, talking about. Just yeah, for my yeah, London sorry, audience, my UK yes, audience, yes, American yes, yes, football. Sorry. Got it. Yes, that's why it's not big business because it's American football where we only yeah. play it here pretty much. Um, you know, the entire American football market is 1% of the running market. So it just, mm-hmm. doesn't, just doesn't move the needle in the same yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, but no, loved it, built up a ton of great relationships, learned a lot, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't change anything there, um, but got an opportunity to start Voltage, um, partnered with Steve Clarkson, who's a, you know, he's known as a famous quarterback coach, but he's really like just a brilliant marketer who happened to, you know, quarterback coaching was his platform. Um, but he really invented that entire industry um, and got, you know, we're fortunate enough to get an investment from uh, one of his old clients okay. um, and really built it out from there. And, and again, preparing for NIL before NIL was a thing um, and just knowing that this was coming, we wanted to make sure that when it did come, we were going to be super well prepared for it. We were already connecting with brands and helping them create their strategy, helping mm-hmm. educate athletes. Um, and frankly, because it was so the wild west, like, trying to help shape exactly what some of the rules or, or, you know, regulations would be. Um, so love that. And then as, you know, as it relates to this, that's the content production business kind of came not necessarily, you know, by accident almost I'd say. Yeah. Um, I had led all some different shoots while at Adidas, um, like was fortunate to even help kind of direct some commercials for just like the, you know, the 10 seconds yeah. of American yeah, football yeah. that was on there. You got to be the, you know, the football expert. Um, and then a ton of social content, all these different, yeah. you know, campaigns, videos, all sorts of things there. And so when you're starting Voltage, you know, wanted to still, you know, it's such an important part of controlling an athlete's narrative and the, their brand mm-hmm. um, is that content. So I always knew we wanted to do that for our clients, um, but pitched an idea to Panini America for Road to the Rated Rookie, which, you know, turns out was something similar that they'd already wanted to do. Had some great, you know, creatives that I could work with. Um, and we started to build this out and then COVID happens and the world shuts down. And ironically, that became the biggest thing for us as a production company, because you couldn't, nobody could fly anywhere. So you couldn't just hire your LA based creatives and fly them across the country to go where people needed creatives in every city in the country. And I've been fortunate to build up a great network with a ton of young, hungry, talented creatives across the country, a lot of kids at college programs pro teams, freelancers. Um, so it kind of became a thing that, hey, if you gave us a budget in 24 to 48 hours, we could have somebody there. Yeah. Um, so it's been a lot of fun building that out. Well, I was going to ask with COVID, yeah. it, you know, sports shut down. So kind of the sports industry overall, at least from a games and events standpoint, went down. But I would think for like brand building, that might be a good time for athletes to reflect. So was that actually a, a nice timing for you? Because you started it before the pandemic. Yeah. And then so like, it's I, like, oh, I can't play. So let's build the brand. Exactly. Well, it's, 
it was kind of nice because look, unfortunately, it was a great time for brand building, not a great time for brand monetization. Oh, so okay. because there couldn't be as much focus on, oh, I'm you know, because if you think about economy slows down, sports sponsorship or individual athlete sponsorships and paid posts kind of relatively early to go for a little bit. Um, so it forced people to not just focus on the direct monetization or the, I should say the short-term monetization. Yeah. That's my big thing. I think not just too any often, deal that comes in. Exactly. People talk about athlete marketing and what they're really doing is athlete sales, right? There's not having that long-term vision for building the brand. And um, one of the things that we do, and so everyone that I've uh, worked with and that we've hired on comes from the brand side of things, whether that's working directly for a brand or an agency that service brands. And we do the same type of intake for athletes that we would do if we were, you know, doing a new brand direction or launching a new um, product at a brand. Yeah. We have a very clear and concise brand plan and like a kind of thesis. You know, I always tell athletes, and this is, it's funny, the first time I got this advice was for a job interview. So it actually applies for like anyone's personal brand, yeah. not just athletes, but it's basically, hey, like people are only going to remember you by a sentence. One sentence is all you get. So decide what you want that sentence to be and make sure your actions, you know, work towards that. So for interviews, it's like your, your question, yeah. your answers, but for an athlete, it's your social post, it's your brand partners, it's your, how do you want to be known and how can you reflect that in your content and in your brand partners? So um, we're big on, Hey, look, it's the deals we say no to are just as important as the deals we say yes to. Um, I think that's the thing that athletes too often get, you know, there, there truly is a negative of doing bad, um, brand fit deals. Like if you want to be in fashion, like, look, I love Steph Curry. He ain't going to be walking in, in Paris fashion week anytime soon because he's the express guy. And yeah. look, no problem of getting your bag. But it's just about knowing what's that individual athlete's aspirations. And I don't think Steph is someone who ever aspired to walk in Paris yeah. so That's fine. But if you do, you got to be cognizant of, hey, I might need to take this short-term hit because I'm working towards this long-term goal that I really believe in. Um, but so it's that, so entertaining, Zach, when like I remember Isaiah Thomas when the Sacramento Kings was taking like local pizza shop commercial deals. And they're so much fun to find on YouTube. So you're taking away entertaining content for the masses, but yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Well, no, we try to create more entertaining content for the masses <laughs> with, with the actual aligned of, brand partners, instead of doing the local pizza shop and letting their, so one of the things that's been fun is when we go to these local businesses or companies and we say, Hey, look, here's what we can make for you for not much money. Right. right. Like this isn't like the, like the funniest one, like some of these car dealerships, they're know, paying they're way amazing. More but they pay more than you think. Like it's, it's yeah, not like they make a lot of money. Cheap. Yeah. So it's like, Hey guys, like instead of that, let us do some of these types of things. So, um, that's again, I'm sorry. There's like the most long winded no, seven different directions answer, but, um, we do a little bit of everything very, but you have to like for an athlete's yeah. brand to, to really service them. Right. You got to have the social strategy, the voice, the brand partnerships, the content production, the, it's it's so all income because especially nowadays right there's the other thing we always tell athletes is you know in addition to the hey you got to pick the sentence yeah. the reason why you got to do that is we're all replaceable it yeah. doesn't matter if you are patrick mahomes there's tom brady or lebron james right there's you know there's kevin durant there's Giannis. if there's you know and, and you can be erlen holland but they could do a deal with mbappe like there's yeah. always another option based just on the sport side of it and the brands they don't really care about the okay, maybe they're the second best player in the world. They're the second yeah. best position. They care more about, hey, 
why are you a fit? How do people talk about you? Are you a good person? Are you, can you be trusted? Are you not going to get arrested? Yeah. All yeah. these other, are you showing a legit interest in their brand? Like that's the other thing that's the, the worst is, you know, you see some of the sponsored content. It's like somebody just holding up a product like this. Oh it's yeah. Like, so that, that's our big, and even on our content side and for what our athletes do, like you're never going to, I'll never let someone do one of those posts. Sorry, it's a little yeah. random candle here next to it, but it's like, you know, you want to keep it authentic and it just, what I'm excited about is now brands obviously know that too. Um, for a while, there's so many brand managers or brand directors that just wanted their logo. They just want to see their logo, yeah. which I get. And honestly, you still get that a lot of times with startups because the founder is the one oh, involved yeah. more, right? Because everyone, you know, or you build something like, you know, you're the same, you and I both built something. Yeah. You take a lot of you pride. that logo on things. Yeah. Oh yeah. doesn't matter what it looks like. There's nothing, yeah. it's not about that, right? It's about, you know, um but no i think it's been fun kind of working with brands helping them grow we've done content production for a few different startups that have i say startups they're athlete kind of owned and help finance business so i work with mamba academy work with artist sport which is another one of kobe's portfolio companies at the time um goat fuel one of jerry rice's companies um so super passionate about not just helping athletes build their own personal brands but eventually helping them own a brand of their own yeah you're right. Incredible answer. You did the whole pod in one response. Love it. Let's just, so, just let me, bring, let so me say, I know I yeah. love talking to founders though. Cause it's just like, you're so passionate about it that you just can go, you just love it. So let, let's break it down. Let's start at the top of like, what makes athletes unique? What makes you excited about athletes? Cause you've been on both. You, actually at Oregon, you're like one of the best universities for name image likeness for content production. You've seen it on the brand client side at Adidas, and you've seen it now uh, working directly with athletes what makes athletes special? Why are they unique in getting these brand deals, working with brands? I, so I, there's two to side. Like for, I guess my reason is actually the same as why they're so important for brands. The emotional connection that people have to sports is just unlike anything else, right? There's millions of studies on it, but like people love their favorite sports teams more than they love their favorite singers, more than they love their favorite. Show. Again, there's obviously exceptions and that's not true of everyone, right? Like well, moving Justin to the UK, Bieber. Premier yeah. League here, uh, it's, oh, a new, it's, it's, it's a new level that I have never experienced in the States. Yeah. The only thing that can compare it all is SEC football. There's, a, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. of these big time college, right? Like, but pro sports, not in, in the yeah. US, it's just, it's just not usually the same, especially, you know, you're in Orange County. You're not, you're not yeah. getting that love of people aren't going. No, to we are not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we are not. Uh, so I think it's, Right. The, for a brand standpoint, it's so cool to kind of capture that passion yeah. and look, it's a, you know, for lack of a better term, you can kind of weaponize it, right. Yeah. You know, and Hey, you get that halo effect from them and now they're going to buy your product because this, their favorite athlete endorsement. And at the end of the day, like I'm a fan too, right. I love sports. Yeah. I love being around sports. I have the utmost respect for athletes and in particular, most of the athletes that I'm working with, or a lot of them are football players. And so there's also this idea that, look, not only do I love watching them play and are these incredibly gifted people, but there's real sacrifice and risk involved in, in tomorrow isn't promised. I mean, I guess tomorrow isn't promised no matter what the sport is, right? You can be a basketball player, pull out your knee. So it's, I'm super passionate about making sure that they kind of get it while they can, right? And and make sure they set set themselves themselves up. up Exactly. That's why I think I was drawn to NIL in particular Mm -hmm. is that you're doing, you're set, you're laying the foundation at the most kind of pivotal stage. Again, it's never too late for like, look at Tom Brady, right? He's basically yeah. had a total rebrand at the tail end of his career. But imagine if Tom Brady was doing that at Michigan or early on in the yeah, Patriots yeah. year, how much more built out it would be. 
Um, so giving these athletes these tools to succeed long term, and then also doing it while they need it, right? They're you yeah. know they're working their ass off, and families aren't again for sorry for the uh, the foreign listeners or, or abroad. I know you're in the UK that um, they're like, what the hell is NIL? Why what's college sports? Why do they do this thing? Why don't no? They, they aspire a lot. A lot of the uh, maybe outside Premier League like academy programs, club programs, but a lot of athletes here aspire to play D1 sports. Um, especially in the basketball community. So yeah, name image likeness is something that's uh, awesome. spreading okay. more around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny, it was a hot button issue at first that uh, international athletes, because of some of the visa rules, were left out of NIL, which is horrible yeah. and, and needed to be addressed. But yeah, um, yeah no, I think, but I think I'm guessing a lot of the reason why it's a huge draw abroad is they want the education, right? It's this yeah. platform, they can use sports to accomplish something in their life. And I think that's what it all comes down to. And that's what we're all passionate about. Yeah, that's yeah, I, especially with the loyalty to the teams and also just the, the athlete commitment to like excellence is something that a lot of brands want to associate themselves with. Like uh, they yeah. are constantly pushing the dedication. So totally get that. Um, so when an athlete comes and works with you, you mentioned that you go through kind of personal branding exercises. You really want them to understand what they're going for. Can you go a little bit more into actually kind of how you start that conversation? Because a lot of, you know, especially the younger athletes now have social media profiles way younger than any of us did. Um, how do they kind of, I guess, rebrand or kind of kind of redo kind of what their what their brand is moving forward? And how do you start that process with them? Um, so it's it starts with like a conversation, really, right? It's kind of that intake of we ask them first, like, what do you like? What are you, because if it's not authentic, it won't last and brand, everyone can see through it, right? It needs to be yep. authentic to who the athlete is, what they're hoping to accomplish. Um, so it starts with a conversation on Zoom like this or in person and with our team and we'll do kind of a intake um, and then we'll all kind of work together. Um, lately, uh, so I hired a super talented young woman named Kaylee Edwards. Um, mm -hmm. She's been leading a lot of the kind of social auditing now. So we all sit down, we have the meeting, we have the call. Um, we come up with our own kind of thoughts and kind of, yeah. right? Because we're basically doing as a pitch back, right? So then yep. Kay Kaylee will look at their social media and sometimes she'll do this on the front end too. Like, yeah. here's some things we like, here's something, you know, do hey, more delete, of this. Delete these old tweets when you were yeah, 15. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's, it goes to the whole other idea. Thank, I'm fortunate enough to say that we don't work with anybody who's had to worry about that um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the caliber of human being that they are but yes always check your own tweets but um so yeah we really again like intake their input give them kind of our thoughts what we're seeing what the opportunities are and then we kind of land on it and i think it's super important because then once you land on that direction and that roadmap it lets it, you know it makes it easier for the athlete to follow but it also helps keep us accountable right so the yeah. athlete can always look at oh this is what they said they were going to do and they're going to do it right and we're kind of mm -hmm. big on hey we know we can deliver so we want you to be able to track it and understand this is why we're doing these things right i think yeah. um you know like we're confident in our work so i say the more educated and informed our clients are the happier they're going to be because they'll understand why we're doing what we're doing um again it, you need a plan like it's i think too what would a goal be what would like a typical goal you see be or an example of like an athlete's so, goal? So, I mean, this is like a, it's a relatively generic one, but a lot of athletes want to be known as fashionable, right? They want to be okay. viewed as on-trend premium. Like I use the, we had an athlete who said their long-term goal was to walk in Paris Fashion Week. So I kind of okay. came to mind. Yeah. So it's like, okay, look, I can't get you a Louis Vuitton deal tomorrow as you're starting your career. It's not realistic. Yeah. Like, right. And I think that's, a, you know, expectation setting. Um, and then, you know, if you're the talent or the athlete, like 
being realistic with yourself, like you're not going to get a Gatorade deal at 18 for, you know, for most people, right. Unless you're page backers or some exceptions, right. So it's, how do you build towards these different things? Um, And how can we take this? Okay. We're not going to be able to get you a Louis Vuitton deal tomorrow, but we can get you these higher end companies or these accessories or these things that are going to be well-produced content of you and streetwear and build towards that. Um, So that's kind of, it's, it's having that roadmap and being able to accountability for it. Um, and so it can athlete, be anything. Yeah, it could yeah. be. I was going to say it, was, it can be fashion or esports or whatever their yeah. interests are. They kind of align towards those, and you can kind of direct the plan towards that whatever passion they have. Yep, and sometimes it's a cause, right? Hey, I, I yeah. you know, I had a family member that had cancer or, or something horrible similar like that. Like, I want to make sure I'm raising awareness and raising funds for this cause. Like, it mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a specific brand, you know, again, there's, there's so many ways to do it, but you just want to make sure you're, you're honestly, this is just good life advice. Like yeah, have intention in what you do, right. If you, if you, everything that you do in life is, or not everything, if most of what you're doing in life professionally is for a reason, mm-hmm. it's amazing how much better the results will be, right. You're not just yeah. going and doing a deal. You're not just going and taking a job. You're, you have a plan and a goals that you're sticking to and, and you're building towards those things. I think, mean, um, it's super important um, there. And I think that's what's yeah. funny, like with, especially in today's job market, like almost everything you'd say to an athlete about building their personal brand applies to a young professional building their yeah. personal brand and building out their career, yeah. right? Like be known totally. for something, have an expertise, get your, out there yeah. on social. Like it's it personal is, branding, yeah. Exactly, it, it's all the same. And, and I think that's, I think sometimes people like overcomplicate certain aspects of it, or they try to make it yeah. sound more difficult, you know, oh, you need to learn from me. I'm the expert because no, it's, it's not that hard. It's just having a plan, sticking to it, being intentional, and then adding some creativity here and there. But I think it's one of the most important things in, in my world is you got to be, you got to put it in terms that the athlete understands and can follow. And I think, you know, advice to athletes, like if somebody is trying to seems like they're trying to confuse you or use too many big words or not show you the contract or, Oh, we'll handle it. Like that should always be a huge red flag, right? They should be having like the open and honest dialogue and educating you along the way. So athlete comes to you and says, okay, my goal is to be at Paris fashion week or it's, Hey, after my career is over, I'd like to get into fashion, maybe become a designer or whatever their career. Maybe I want to be a broadcaster. You know, I'm a CJ McCollum or I'm whatever, you know, Draymond green. Um, when you put this plan together, what are some of the things that you do to help them get those initial brand deals or, or help them kind of achieve those goals, whether it's short-term or long-term in terms of content production? So you're producing content for them. Do you put together like a content calendar? Do you pick the channels and content types? Do you get their buy-in? So or like, what, how do you totally, kind of approach that? Totally depends on the athlete, right? You have, okay. you gotta be able to decide, like, so there's some athletes that will literally do the posting for, and there's some that will just schedule the shoots or there's right. It's kind of the every, we'll give our recommendations and let, let them decide how, right. Not every athlete wants you logged into their social media accounts, Yeah. but a lot of athletes are like, I don't care. I just, I, I trust you guys go right ahead. Yeah. Right. Um, so for us, it's more like, you know, we obviously have certain brands that we do a lot of work with or certain content folks that we do a lot of work with. So, so you build know. your kind of network of brands. So you're like, Hey, exactly. we have a bunch of these athletes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. So it's, here's who we can do. Here's the, uh, I don't know. Panini. I guess we'll just call it. Say it. Yeah. yeah. Like again, Panini is, you know, they're pretty 
aspirational in that world, but like some yeah, of these yeah. product companies or a lot of times if we're doing content for a brand, right? Well, we'll just use our athletes and get them the content and get them tagged in those pages and help build their following. And then the brand partner loves it because they just got this athlete for free or cheap, or they were able to get more yeah. time with them or whatever it is because so there's, there's ways to bring it all together in a way that benefits everybody. But yeah, we super important to get athletes comfortable in front of a camera, comfortable taking advice from a videographer or photographer, right? They need to be, you know, we tell them, Hey, look, you got to be coachable on and off the field. Right. Yeah. So in, in the more reps they get doing podcast, like I'll always encourage athletes to do as many podcast interviews as they can, especially that aren't about sports because they don't need yeah. to be as worried about someone trying to trip, you know, if someone's talking about their personal no, brand, they're not going to try to exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and just, again, like I said, like it's, there's not really like a secret sauce. It's just getting out there and doing it. So if an athlete wants to uh, do more professional work when it comes to content or, you know, up their social media game, how, and they do actually want to schedule a shoot or something with you. How do you like get the most bang for your buck when you do like a photo yeah, shoot or so, video shoot or something like that? Okay. This is actually something we're huge on. And, um, okay really good takeaway. If you are doing a shoot for one brand or for one purpose, find three more to do. And it, mm -hmm. you might not even have paid, you know, it's not like, oh, you got to go find four more paid post deals before you go to the shoot. It's, oh, who would I like to work with? Or what's a message yeah. I'm trying to get across? Or what's other things coming up? So when we do a short, you know, if you're going to have somebody, yeah, this is an, an athlete trick that some people have even tried to play on their coaches. But if you have someone coming to shoot a workout of yours, bring three outfits, bring four outfits, change, mix, match the shirts and the shorts and keep, because yeah. now, in, you know, for two hours, you now have six months of content because you can cycle through all these yeah. different, um, you know, outfit permutations. And I think it's, you know, that's, we're super, super cognizant of being as efficient and respectful of the athlete's times, right? Time, they have so much going on in their life. They can only dedicate so much to this. So make sure you're maximizing it, right? And you can only do that, honestly, if you're if you're in control of the shoot, right? So that's the other thing. And this is actually good advice to athletes. Like if you're a young athlete or a, like an up and coming athlete that's not going to be doing seven figure deals, build relationships with content folks, not just so they can do random stuff for you for free, but then you can go pitch brands and say, hey, look, for this, you know, one cost, I'll do, I will create the content and post the content and kind of give you my endorsement. And so then it's just you and your friend who's a videographer, a couple of friends, and you guys can then cycle through these things and be more efficient. And then you can pay that videographer, right? Don't ask yeah. your creatives to do it for free. Um, yeah. But you, you know, use that leverage you have with the brand or use that because I always tell people these brand directors, they have more time and, or sorry, they have more budget than they have time and energy. So they're actually more likely to do it if you say, oh, this is an example of what the content will look like. Here's who's shooting it. Give us a brief or some initial direction and we'll knock it out. And you can do that for a few people at a time or, or organic content or ask, oh, you know, I don't have a deal with them yet. But, you know, imagine like if you're a brand and someone's like, hey, went and bought your product at the store. Here's some sample content we made. Like it's certainly going to get their attention. Right. How do you so get their attention though? Are you emailing them? Are you DMing them? How do you actually get in touch with the right people as an athlete? Yeah, it's that like, I think it, you know, like, oh, there's the, hey, have great representation. Um, but if you're right, if you're not someone who's in a position to have representation, it's literally as simple as firing away on social, tagging them in posts, DMing them. Like it, it's like someone's reading those DMs, right? Whether like it's the social manager or somebody that they pay, like it's going to get seen. 
And especially yeah. if you do it multiple times. And the, I would say that's the biggest mistake that athletes make is, hey, I would love to do a paid deal with you. Don't, no, no, no. Hey, huge fan of your company. Would love to you know, work with you. Like, you know, can you send me some product or like you got to build it. It's like it, a brand here's relationship. Some stuff I've done. Like here's some shoes. Yeah. Here's the quality of the content I've made. Yeah. You don't, you don't meet a potential spouse and ask them to marry you on the first day. Yeah. Right. You got to kind of build the, the relationship. Exactly. Oh, you got to go on the first date. Exactly. Show them you authentically like the products. You're not just looking for a cash grab, things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, build, building it at like a normal pace is, is, is super important there. And then on the brand side, what any best practice, I mean, you've done this for years. What, what are some best practices in working with athletes, reaching out to athletes uh, if they want to work with them? It's the authenticity, right? Ultimately, like consumers are, they they get hit with so many ads, so much social content, people can tell what's real and what's not. So I think both the brand and the athlete are better off if it's authentic. So don't, if you don't like a company's product or if you're not in, like, don't hit them up for deals, right? Like, cause eventually yeah. you're going to have to, you know, drink the product publicly or like yeah, if people, yeah. right. If you, if, if you sign with one brand and you're seen wearing their competitor or using their competitor, never using that one, like, it's not going to go well. Um, so just be honest with yourself and make sure, you know, being a good partner isn't that hard. Like um, when I get like Patrick Mahomes is so great about this. If you look at him, every chief's game, he's coming in, he's got his essential water, his Oakley glasses, Adidas shoes, like yeah. everything is for a reason. And Bose headphones, like every partner is being wrapped. And I think it's, it's so funny. Like being a good partner is so important. Like I cannot overstate this enough, what a difference it makes. Because again, like the person who's signing the deals, like they're just human beings doing jobs. And if you can make their life easier and making their life easier is being on time to a shoot, right? Athletes yeah. don't understand that if they got to pay overtime, like that's time and a half. And yeah, it might only be 30 minutes, but if there's 20 people on set, all of a sudden that's a six figure bill because, you know, yeah. or if you're, if you're an athlete and you're seen wearing competitor product, your sports marketing manager, whoever signed you to that deal is going to get reamed out. Right. And yeah. now they're, yep. Man, I don't want to worry about that person again. Um, so just make their life easier, deliver for them. Right. Um, and then honestly, uh, on the brand side, one of the kind of tricks of the trade we learned is like, if there's something that you know damn well that the athlete's not going to want to do, or it's a difficult ask, you hopefully you've built up enough credibility with the athlete because you've delivered for them on different things. Right. Sent them some extra product for someone's birthday or whatever, took care of their charity camp. You can say, hey, I know this is kind of dumb. If, if it was up to me, you wouldn't have to do this, but I'm going to get crushed if you don't do this thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to get fired if you don't do it. So I'm not going <laughs> to be able to deliver for your next charity camp. Like you're going to have to yeah. deal with somebody else. Do one for right? me. We'll do one for you. Do exactly. it's like more of the exchange. Yeah. It's all about the, right. As much as athletes and brands have a relationship, it's really the athlete and somebody at that brand have a personal relationship. Like they can only love a logo so much. Their loyalty is going to be with that human being. Yeah. And on the brand side, have you seen, you know, you are obviously at Adidas, can B2B brands work with athletes? What's like a craziest industry yeah. company? Oh, you absolutely can. Because think about it, like, as long as someone's creative, right? I think so B2B stuff is actually athletes are great for. And a lot of times it's not for social, right? Yeah. Not every partnership is a social media post, right? So like B2B yeah. for athletes is, hey, you're a bank. Why don't you have an athlete out for a round of golf and they're going to play with some of your big, you know, partners, or yeah. you're going to 
You're going to get tickets yeah. to the game and then they're going to come and say hi to you after the game. And you get to provide that amazing experience. Like yeah. that's going to matter more. So it's all about, you know, focusing on the result. And I think, you know, I think sometimes too often people are like, Oh, I'm going to do a paid post because it's visible. And it's like, that's not the best use of the resources. If you're, if you only need to land three, four clients a year to really take your business to another level, like, have an athlete play have golf, it be intimate. whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. Come like, to an event, go to a conference. Yeah. yeah. Or have them record a video. Like somebody, very quick, like had somebody record a video for someone's, their kid's wedding. Like, and it just meant the world to them. Like it, there's things like that. Yeah. that Ooh, prospecting do. emails. You can have an athlete go, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm LeBron yeah, James. Sure. You should use this. Pro- <laughs> that would be incredible. Like a little cameo or, for a big enterprise client. And then the other thing that's super underrated is using it internally. Right. You say yeah. you're a company that's got a sales force and you need to help motivate them. Have that athlete record a video. Hey, whoever sells the most this month, like you're going to come hang out with me and, you know, your kid, yeah. whatever it is. Right. Like, yep. you can always use that carrot in a variety of ways. I think too that's often people, people look at what they've done before and, oh, this has worked for me. So let me keep doing this. Like always be thinking of new and innovative ways. Ask the athlete, ask the brand, right? Like on either side, like, don't be, Hey, how can I be a valuer? Like what's something you've done for a brand that you enjoy? Um, right. Cause the truth is like a lot of times in a, a brand might not think that an athlete is willing to do those personal things. But if you're telling them that one of their appearances is going to be going to an event or, you know, uh, playing a tennis match or around the golf yeah. or a pickup, whatever it is. Right. Like, um, you know, uh, and I think it makes it more impactful, right. If and it's, it's the a connections for the athlete. You know, after their yeah. after after their sports career is over, they have all these connections at all these you know businesses. Oh, exactly. Yeah, there's there's yeah. so much upside. And and again, now if you're the athlete and you've actually met that CMO in person and their biggest clients in person, they're going to do another deal with you, right? Because right? it's most pretty much everything in sports is about the second contract, right? Rookie yeah. pay isn't yeah. that high. Your first initial, you know, unless you're LeBron James or some of these people, like. Your first deal with a brand usually isn't going to be that big. It's about re-upping and building it. And, and then word gets out. This is the thing that people, I think, underestimate how much the brands talk, like mm-hmm. to each other, even competitors. Yeah. Everybody know if someone's a pro, oh, they're not, they, you know, they complain about their cleats every week and it doesn't matter. They won't work with yeah. us. They're just, they're just going to be a problem child. I mean, you're all on the Portland bars, right? Like things <laughs> cross over. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I mean, even the other companies, like, you know, like whether it's um, World Cup or Super Bowl or the Olympic, like these things are basically industry conventions where you have everyone yeah, yeah. together and they're talking and, oh, what's so-and-so like? And then the other thing is people go from brand to brand. Like you, mm-hmm. can, if you screw somebody when they're the social manager at Reebok, what are you going to do in, you know, six years when they're the head of sports marketing at Nike or whatever it is, right? Yeah, like, exactly. you yeah. got to, I mean, it's also just good advice not to, you know, screw people or leave people hanging like that in anything you do, but It'll, it'll usually come back around professionally eventually. Yeah. All right. This, these are uh, for my sound bites for social here. What, what social media channels are you liking right now? Are you seeing a big growth in TikTok, Instagram? Instagram's dead. Instagram's actually not dead. What are you seeing on the, uh, on the social side? I'm old and I like, wor- and I'm, you know, better with words than I am looking. So uh, <laughs> I'm still an OG Twitter. I just, I like conversation. I like communicating yeah. back and forth with people. Right. I'm That's not hard the, for athletes though. It takes a lot of work to put your thoughts out there. Oh, okay. Whoa. whoa, whoa. So that's this totally is for athletes. Yes, yeah, this yeah, is, like, yeah. Oh, we can get into your personal brand later. Yeah. Zach. We're talking oh, about the yeah. athletes. Though. <laughs> I, like, um, 
yeah, I don't know why. How dare I think it's about me? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this whole podcast is like, about you. Uh, it's like it's TikTok is where the growth is, but it's it's also like if you're not going to be authentic to it, right? So like when mm-hmm. I'm dealing with college athletes, I love talking about TikTok because they're young, they're they're native to the platform. They're but I think it's go where it makes the most sense for you. Right. So for all most athletes, Instagram is still probably going to make the most sense and you have the reach. But if like there are a lot of athletes who are great on Twitter or obvious, I mean, again, the TikTok examples are obvious and people see them and, like yeah. super easy to go viral there and, and or relatively easy and build a big audience. Um, but it's also more crowded. Right. Every young Instagram influencer is moving over to TikTok and there's a whole new you know, uh, sphere of TikTok creators that came up there that didn't have a platform before. So it's no matter where you go, there's going to be the drawback. So go where you're more, most comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of joked about the Twitter thing for me, but like, that's where I'm going to be. And so there's, yeah, there's probably where you're best. It's where, exactly. It's where you like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like randomly, like, so Marlon Humphreys, the cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens, like got really into crypto and crypto Twitter and, and NFTs and He's just got active talking about NFTs on Twitter. And now he gets all sorts of opportunities through his Twitter account. So it's yeah. it's really wherever is going to be best for you. And then understanding the different uses, right? Like what goes on, like yeah. one thing that I think athletes sometimes fall in the habit of is like just post the same thing across every channel. And you got to make sure you understand each channel and what content performs mm-hmm. best there. And you need to you know, kind of behave natively to that channel, right? Like, yeah. so it's, it's, it's understanding that, right? If you, if on Instagram, all you do is post a photo, on, you know, every two weeks or sorry, on Twitter, I mean, like yeah. that's not going to work. Probably not right? going to be it's, super effective. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, and I think the other thing too, is if I could give advice to an athlete, you don't need to be active on all of them. Mm-hmm. Find your one or two and just crush it on those. Right. And, and then maybe like your backup plan is you just share that content. Across, like you're not really into Twitter okay, you might as well throw that Instagram and TikTok content on Twitter. Yeah. It's not a focus or growth channel or anything for exactly. you. Exactly. But like, if you're really into like day in the life content, like just do TikTok reel or, you know, TikToks and reels and, and just yeah. do that type of thing. And maybe you don't need to do the super formal shoots for the most part. And like, you know, that's with all the influencer generation, right? They do just do the day in the life and the use case and, and testimonial stuff. Like, yeah. But if that's not you and you'd rather just knock out the photo shoot or you're not really comfortable speaking on camera, don't try to speak a ton on camera. Like yeah. play to your strengths. Yeah. Like if you can just look the part and, and that's, you know, again, everyone has their skill set. And I think the same way that like your team is going to ask you to do the thing that you're good at, like you should be doing that for your own personal brand. Um, and again, don't try to force it. Don't feel like you need to be everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool when some of these athletes have a LinkedIn or or are super active on Facebook. I love the or, LinkedIn though. The Duncan Robinson, yeah. Luka Doncic, oh, like great. fully yeah. built out LinkedIn profiles. I love it. Like, it can be great for them, but if yeah. you're not, I think you don't. What you don't want to do is like create these things and then never use them. And it's you know, yeah. Um, just have a plan. Be aware of what you're creating and then be native for it. Like the crazy, like for TikTok, like it's crazy. Like the well produced 4K video does not do as well as there as the you know first person yeah. iphone stuff the sean white yeah. just like eating breakfast while watching snowboard clips like that <laughs> yeah. stuff works and it's easy like you can just do them over and over and over again at scale that's so that so actually that's the big thing with tiktok like it got such a bad rap early on because of the dances right and that's yeah. all oh, i don't yeah. want to be dancing that's not what tiktok is like no. you can literally do anything on that 
Um, so I think that's and like, give it a chance. Don't be stuck in your ways. Don't think that, you know, like maybe you don't want to be on Twitter because you don't like writing. Well, like you could do Twitter spaces and that might be yeah. something that plays to your strength or just be open to it. Try it. I think that's kind of the other thing is like, you know, Experiment. really take Have the fun. time to learn. And, and I'll say this, if you don't want to take the time to learn, that's okay too. But just understand it's going to cost you money, right? Mm -hmm. You can't say no to a bunch of deals or never use social media and then ask your agent, why aren't you making more? Right. Yeah. If you don't post to Instagram, you can't, you're not going to grow your following. You're not going to be able to, yeah. like what I, we always tell and your deals go money. down, like you just won't exactly. make as much money for posting. And it's twofold, right? Not only are you having less followers, so you're getting less per post, the more you post organically, the more inventory you have for paid posts, because if you're only posting once every two months organically, can't do a bunch of paid posts in between. In it's row, really yeah. bad. Yeah, you're look. right. You're right. Yeah. But if terrible. you're posting three times a week organically, Right. If you do three in-feed Instagram posts a week organically, you could do two in-feed paid Instagram posts a week. I mean, yep. that's insane. Like that's so much money that an athlete can be making relative to their earnings. That's a good point. Um, that it's almost is, like programming. Like what's your programming yeah. look like? Oh, no. How many slots are there? Stuff. Yeah, that's a great um, point. One, one hot, like look at it. So Instagram is television now. TikTok is television now, right? People are yeah. going tuning in. If they know what they're going to see when they tune into your channel, it's going to be more effective and you're going to build more of a targeted following and, and it makes it more appealing to brands. So I'd like, we, I encourage out, like, I was like, look, if you, if you post three times a week for this long, like you're, you know, we'll kind of give them how much they think they can grow and how much, you know, extra revenue that is. So I think it's under, you know, if you want to have the revenue and you want to have the brand deal, you've got to put in the work. There's just no yeah. shortcuts or, or you got to let someone else do it for you. But yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, this is so many different tangents. And no, I love it. That's what podcasts are for. It's just the, the stream of consciousness. No, that's great. Um, been flown up. I'm like, oh, call me. Call me. Like, oh, we're good. We got to focus on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, no, I, I love the LinkedIn. I love, you're right. Such a good point for TikTok too, because that's where I see the most most growth personally. I love doing TikTok videos. Twitter is a little exhausting now for me, just writing out. I think I'm just burnt out of the, the constant Twitter threads and the, the thought thought leaders and think so, influencers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm just I, like, oh, I just like, it, every time I try to share something I've learned, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that, like that thread monster or who, you know, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I'm also very bullish on athlete LinkedIn. I think that's hilarious and I love it. And I think Duncan Robinson was, was really early on it, <laughs> which was great to there's, see. Who's, there's been a couple ones where like they had like, they were actually looking for a job at one point in their career. Like they were a free agent for a full season or something. Like those are also the funniest humor. Yes. Like, it's for real like, LinkedIn. Earnest. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a marketing channel. It is. They're <laughs> yeah. trying to get a job through LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, no. So I, I love it. I think it's look. there's going to be another one that pops up soon enough. Uh, so actually here's one we haven't talked about that. This is actually the most powerful one right now. Discord. Oh, if you I were thought, an athlete, I thought you were going to say that. Start, yeah. Start a discord channel. Like, and if you're a if you're a young you know professional or you're in college or high school and you're thinking about where can you take your career, learn how to manage a Discord channel. It is the direct connection you can have with your. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's what Twitter used to be, yeah, right, yeah, where you could have so those you build direct your community. Exactly, and there's like if you talk about like being able to move product, it's not about the millions, right? It's about the thousands that'll actually buy and. and you know, the people use the word influencer and influence. Yeah. It's about influencing purchase intent. And the way to influence purchase intent is to have that, that die hard close knit community 
And Discord is the best place to do it right now. It doesn't need to be for just NFTs or crypto or gaming. Like you yeah, can have yeah. a Discord community around anything. Um, so high, yeah. And that's where a lot of young kids are moving to for like the conversation side of things. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely would encourage people to at least from get familiar with Discord or hop in some other things and go from there. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's I can't believe out. I didn't say that sooner, but yeah. No, that's I'm, a great I'm, shout out. And anyone that is a Discord community manager, please DM me at <laughs> Z-S-O-S-K-I-N, constantly hiring Discord managers for different things. Yeah. Uh, so this was incredible. I don't, I, we've gone on, I think long enough. Uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time, um, but I learned a ton. I, I really like some of your, uh, you know, your insights into these different things too, which I haven't thought about, but anything to plug before we go, anything you want to shout out? I guess I need to encourage people to uh, do as I say, not as I do, because I feel bad that I was told to try to have these like real direct takeaways. And I ended up just rambling. I get excited. No, you got, you got, you, we have, there's a ton of great takeaways. (laughs) I'm going to create at least three Twitter threads from these different things. Appreciate it. Awesome. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, like I, I, my, like I'm a relationship person. So get in contact with myself. Uh, Ryan Lacey, Kaylee Edwards, Steve Clarkson, who all, you know, the people that I work with, um, don't be afraid to ask questions, hit up Ryan, like, subscribe, give him five-star reviews. Yeah. Like, dude, okay, so this is actually a serious thing. Like, if there's little things like that that you can do for people, just do it, right? Like, yeah, or if you have- totally if you have makes a, a big difference. Athletes, if you have a teammate or a friend who is another athlete and they do a brand deal, like the photo, comment on the photo, save the photo, boost it, share boost it to that your engagement. story. Like it's the most basic thing that you can do for people. And like, you know, uh, one of my friends is a joke, like it's not about how many likes you get, it's about how many likes you give, right? Mm-hmm. Like just, mm-hmm. it's the, it, it truly impacts people's earnings. Like yeah. it's, so be a good person. Engage, press like, comment, engage. press the like. Exactly. It, it requires, it costs $0 and can make, yeah. you know, a, a positive impact on somebody else's life. So that's going to be, if I can have that be my big takeaway, I'm good there. Love it. Thanks for coming on, Zach. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, it, man. Thank you.